Good morning. Here I am in Los Angeles and it's Friday and the sun is shining like always. And I knew that it was time for me to speak about Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene for me has been the most prominent figure in my life over this last year. She came to me when I needed her the most and when I was ready for her. And to me, she represents a true goddess, a true divine feminine being. She also represents like the true sacred womb of what it means to be a woman. And I'm just... I'm just here to bring forth what I've learned and and share my own experiences. And I really first discovered Mary Magdalene's true story about a year ago when I found the Gospel of Mary, read the Gospel of Mary. I read a few books written by incredible women who really dive deep into this gospel. And I'm excited to bring forth what I've learned. And of course, I'll share more information for anyone else who's interested in learning more. But Mary Magdalene, I mean, I grew up Catholic, quote and quote unquote Catholic. My parents brought us to CCD where I'd go every Wednesday and I'd learn about the Bible. And really, I was just having fun with my friends. But I was always like a feisty kid, like especially in in my CCD classes. I always knew that what I was being taught was bullshit And I just knew that it couldn't be true. It couldn't be real. These strict laws, these, quote, laws, but these commandments, these, all of these ways that we could be sinners and all the ways that we need to repent and give our power away to this authority, this masculine patriarchal authority. It never sat well with me. I always knew it was bullshit. And I was taught that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. And that only, you know, Jesus's mother was this sacred virgin that we should revere and pray to. And this is what everyone's been taught. And um, over time, I was able to learn the truth. And so thousands of years ago, the Gospel of Mary, which she wrote on these ancient papyrus scrolls in Coptic, they were ordered to be destroyed. Um, This was a couple hundred years after Jesus's death where the Bible was being written and bits were being, you know, cherry picked and and constructed as a way to control the empire. Um, But someone in Cairo hid Mary Magdalene's, her gospel, and they hid it within like, like an old vase somewhere. And it remained hidden for thousands of years until 1896. It was discovered and it was bought by a German diplomat named Karl Reinhardt. And he had these ancient scrolls that he was wanting to translate into, you know, multiple languages. And this project of his was put off. And then um, these scrolls were discovered again in 1938. And as it was about to be translated in Germany, um, the war happened. And so 
again, this project was put off where the Gospel of Mary was still kept hidden. And then it wasn't until 1983 that this Gospel of Mary was finally translated from Coptic into English and it was finally disseminated. It was finally brought to the people. And I think this is interesting in particular because in the 80s, this is also when the Book of Ra comes forth, the Law of One. This is this is an aside, but um, in the 80s, there were Harvard, Harvard psychologists and they were doing like hypnosis regressions and what came through was an entity that called itself Ra. And there are pages and pages and pages of this material called the Book of One, which really, um, it really draw, maps out the fact that we are all one, that we are all eternal and that we are all spiritual beings and that we are not separate from source. And also in the 80s, this is when a man who changed his name to Ra'aruhu, he channeled what became human design, which is that snapshot at the moment of your birth and all of the different systems at play, the Eastern and Western astrological systems, the chakra system, as well as um, like quantum physics. Everything comes in that he brought forth as human design. And now in the 80s, we get the Gospel of Mary. We get to hear Mary Magdalene's voice for the very first time. And all of this hidden knowledge and truth comes forth. And I believe there's a reason that I'm alive here now. I'm age 28 and I'm interested in all of these things for a reason. Most of my friends could not care. They could care less about this or not that they could care less, but it's just not a part of their their path their discovery, but it is a part of mine. And that means it is a part of others as well. So it's my job to bring forth what I've learned, especially when it comes to Mary Magdalene, because it's very near and dear to my heart. She is very close to my heart. I, I feel like I was Mary Magdalene in one of my past lives. I believe that she and I have the same um, life path. I believe it's why I was called to become a healer when it was like I had been doing sales my whole life. I was doing sales in New York City and then I dropped everything and um, the pandemic happened and I could get to the truth of who I was and I could see that I was a healer and that I was ignoring and denying these parts of myself and finding Mary Magdalene and and learning the true teachings of Jesus and the Christianity that we haven't tried yet. It was everything for me. And so, um, yeah, we discovered the Gospel of Mary. And within the Gospel of Mary, we can see that she was one of Jesus's closest disciples, not Peter. And we see that... um, she was with Jesus the entire time, his entire life, and she was with him journeying. And I believe that she achieved what Jesus achieved, which is to return back to source while we're still in our light bodies. 
And I believe that this is why he resurrected to Mary. She was the one that was there at the resurrection. I believe this all happened on a spiritual level, maybe not a physical level. I believe it was spiritual and that they were literal mystics. Like they were able to heal their deepest human wounds and return back to source, live in complete alignment and live in complete harmony within and throughout. And we know that even through like yoga and chakra healing, that when you live in harmony within and throughout, you have access to these these higher powers. You can become more intuitive. You become more psychic. You um, pick up on energies. You have this like inner knowing. You can make shit happen. You can manifest. You can, yes, you can... <laughs> You can manifest, you live as a light being, you move beyond what it means to be a human. This is like the life of the mystic and this was the life of Jesus and the life of Mary. And so I believe that Mary was able to achieve everything that Jesus was able to achieve and that she was by his side and that she has these teachings that were purposely kept hidden from us. And while we do have the Gospel of Mary, unfortunately, we're missing the first six pages, which is a travesty. Um, we're also missing pages 11 through 14. But what we do have proves and shows that, I mean, it's a complete glimpse of the kind of Christianity that's been lost on us. It presents a radical interpretation of Jesus's teachings as a path to inner spiritual knowledge. And it rejects his suffering and his death as the path to eternal life. It's all about that we have this power bestowed on us, each and every single one of us, and that we can achieve what Jesus was able to achieve on earth through this inner pathway by going inwards, not outwards, which is what the the which is what the christian church teaches us the christian church teaches us that we should revere and live in devotion to jesus and that only he could do what was done on earth that he died for us for our sins and that we're all sinners and that we have to put our authority and our power outside of us and that is all fucking bullshit <laughs> it's all bullshit and it's this pathway of this inner pathway that has been silenced and that has been destroyed and that has tried to be, you know, kept hidden from us. And it's now that the truth comes forth. And so it really also presents like the most straightforward and convincing arguments in early Christian writing for the legitimacy of women in leadership, which is another reason that these these works have been silenced and kept hidden, which is perfectly synonymous with the female in general over this last age, over this last cycle. We know that this last cycle, this last 2000 year cycle was the age of Pisces. And anyone that knows basic astrology knows that Pisces is the very last sign in the Zodiac. And so the death of Pisces 
it's not that we're now moving into Aries, which is the first or which would come next after Pisces, but we're moving into the age of Aquarius, which means no, we're not moving backwards. We're moving up a level. We're now moving into a higher dimension. The next cycle, we're at the birth of a new age. This is the age of Aquarius and it is finally the age of harmony, of balance, of restoring the balance, of restoring the yin to the yang. We've been in the yang. That's what the age of Pisces was. It was slander Mary Magdalene's name, silence her, paint her out to be a prostitute, paint her out to be a whore, and male control, male domination, authoritarian this this power this um this control that is what the age of pisces has been that's why there has been so much pain and suffering on earth as we moved out of balance from the yin and the yang earth itself fell out of balance and a healthy earth means healthy people and an unhealthy earth means unhealthy people this is why there has been so much pain and suffering until now (laughs) now is when we restore the feminine now is when we restore the balance now is when we restore harmony peace on earth when earth itself will be uplifted and so will her people and it starts by restoring the feminine and i believe that this is what mary magdalene represents She represents the restoration of the feminine and her powers and um, everything that she lived and stood for. We know it now. We know that she was here and she walked alongside Jesus and that she was able to obtain what he was able to obtain. So through the gospel of Mary, we have her seven powers And she teaches us these seven powers, and I believe these seven powers go hand in hand with everything else I've been learning about the evolution process, returning back to source, healing each of our chakras. Each of the chakras correspond with um, the seven colors, and the seven colors correspond with the seven densities. And as we move through densities, we achieve higher states of consciousness in higher states of consciousness, we return back to source. We remember that we are one and we are actual, we have our light bodies here on earth. So the seven powers of Mary Magdalene, I'm just going to go through each one of them and I'll leave the interpretation up to you. And please, please go on and and learn these and and feel through them and and discover what they mean for your own life as I do and as I'm returning to now. And the first power of Mary Magdalene is darkness. The second is craving. The third is ignorance. The fourth is craving for death. The fifth is enslavement to the physical body The sixth is false peace of the flesh. And seven is the compulsion of rage. To me, this represents the hero's journey. 
To me, this represents healing, alignment, and ascension. And to me, this represents the shadow consciousness into our gifts. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for everything. I owe it all to you. You are the baddest bitch alive.